0: You know when you just laugh so hard you think you're going to cry, or you're trying to record a podcast with your best friend and you just can't get started? (laughs) Well, my friends, that is because my best friend is here with me, and we're going to talk all about our relationship and just how I'm kind of become her friend with benefits. Hey friends, I'm Cassie, and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. Okay, friends, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you know this person because we're together a lot. But in case you haven't, I want you to meet my best friend, Mara. Hey, everybody. I'm
1: Maura. I live two houses down, and I am proud to admit that I'm Cassie's bestest friend.
0: (laughs) We take it very seriously. Um, But we're just so excited to talk to you kind of about our friendship. We get a lot of questions about how we maintain our friendship and how we've made our relationship last for so long. Because I mean, how many years have we been like... We've known each other since, like, little, 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 before we even could talk and whatnot, but, like, when did we become, like, friends?
1: That's a really good question. We've told this story so many times, but the first memory that I have of Cassie is my hatred of Cassie, <laughs> because <laughs> she wanted to take my bicycle, and obviously I said no. Um well, we were... L- we were pretty young. I don't know if it was a bike or a trike, but... I just remember that our first memories of each other were just pure hatred.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't personally now attest to it, but I 100% believe you. But I do know that we were not, like, we had no intention of being friends from a young age. Yeah. I'm not sure when it turned into a friendship. I think when I moved here in third grade, because we were together, I think it was around there. Mm -hmm. There's actually a picture
1: of us. Around that time, I think, either second or third grade, where the two of us were towing a wagon down to the start of the Boston Marathon to sell candy bars for the school that I was going to. And that's the first documented piece of evidence of us working together <laughs> with something. And I truly believe that was the first time that we actually, you know, got along.
0: You know, I think what's so special about our friendship is just that it has lasted the test of just our lives because, you know, not only is it so hard, like take having a chronic illness out of the equation entirely... To go through middle school, that awkward phase, to even high school, which is still kind of awkward, but it's a little less awkward. And then in college, where we were so separated, and just all those different things. Like, it's hard for anybody to maintain a friendship that lasts that long.
1: Yeah, especially when you factor in, we did not go to the same elementary school, middle school, or high school, or college. Mm -hmm. We were never in close proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. Other than the brief time that you lived in Hopkinton when you were growing up, mm-hmm. I was not going to school here. Then we attended two different high schools, but that was or middle school was pre cell phone, mm-hmm. so we actually created email accounts and we're emailing back and forth and experimenting with fonts and color because that was so cool. <laughs> And then we got cell phones. And that's when we learned how to text each other. And even that was Mm pre-driving. So everything was coordinated through our parents who, God bless, had to put up with so much of our shenanigans. Yeah, we
0: were a handful. That's an understatement. (laughs) For sure. Um, But we really just had the best of times. And it's just one of those things where we look at now, I think even as we were preparing to talk about all of this, we're almost like, how did it all work out? Because like, it has just worked. Like every friendship is going to take work, but ours has never felt like work Yeah, in like it, that sense.
1: That That's a good way to put it. And I know that, you know, when you hear of people, you know, starting to date and they're saying like, oh, you have to choose to love somebody like love is a choice. Like, yeah, our friendship was definitely a choice, but it's also something that has literally been around since before I can remember. Again, we weren't in close proximity. It was just easy. Mm -hmm. And we were able to really pick up where we left off in so many different ways
0: it just has been. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, we've also had times where when we say like there was distance, like there was so much distance. It wasn't just, you know, like we were a phone call away. There was a time period really in college where we were we were almost not talking for a little while and not because we were upset with one another, but just life was insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, freshman year of college for the two of us was... Simultaneously, the most stressful times of both of our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, not even taking into account both of us had weird stuff going on, but we were Mm -hmm. just starting a whole new chapter of our lives, which in of itself is so stressful. You talk about people losing touch when they go off to college, and somehow we are still here.
0: Yep. Five years later? Because it really, like, it just works. There's no other way for me to even think of it just like... It's great. And we also, it is not lost on us how blessed we are to live two houses apart. And we take advantage of that to the absolute max. And we love it. And I don't know what we're going to do if, you know, eventually when we're not. It's just going to be such a big adjustment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. This has been the closest that we've been. Actually in, in our
0: whole lives. Yeah, in
1: our whole lives. The past year... I've seen you more times, probably our whole friendship, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I mean, we would go months without seeing each other when we were younger. And now
0: I see Cassie at least once a week. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually <laughs> more than that. <laughs> and we're still texting, Marco Poloing, Instagram messaging. Like, it's one of those Duo things. Calling, where, exactly. Whatever. We're literally talking 24-7. Yeah. I mean, technology has definitely made that easier
1: in a sense. Obviously, we did not have that luxury when we were eight or nine years old. Um, But then again, everything was simpler back then. So, yeah, that made me sound really old (laughs) by saying that. (laughs) I would like to also say that I'm only 23. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh,
0: my goodness. When we were really thinking about how, because as I said, we just have made it work and we've never really sat down and said, well, what makes our friendship work? Because it just does. But one of the really good points that you had brought up was just that out of all these years, like something that has been helpful is that you have not been my caregiver.
1: Not ever. I was recalling Cassie has been to hundreds, if not thousands, of doctor's appointments all over, and I've only been to five that I can remember. And I would say at least three of them I only went to because you needed somebody to drive you to a doctor's appointment. hmm I was never asked to come along if you were in a state that you needed an advocate Mm -hmm. because I just, I don't know your plan of care and Mm -hmm. I can't pretend that I know that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are such a complex case and I just don't have the knowledge behind it to take mm-hmm. care of you in the capacity that you would needed to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. That would have put probably a lot of pressure on me as a person mm-hmm. to not talk about my own problems. When you are sitting in a hospital bed hooked up to a million different tubes and wires. And I think that has been one of the main reasons that we have been able to have such a strong relationship is because while I have seen you at your worst in some aspects, it hasn't
0: been my life and it hasn't been our friendship. Yeah. And vice versa. For sure. You know, like, it's not that... Because I don't want anybody listening to think like, oh, she doesn't want to help Cassie with anything. It has nothing to do with that. Like, that's so not what we're talking about. I mean, there are tons of times where you've just kind of filled in, whether it's just coming over and hanging out with me because I'm like feeling lonely or um, Jared isn't available and I just need somebody around to help out or, you know, braiding my hair when I have a shoulder dislocation, like all sorts of little things. But as you also pointed out to me earlier, it's like some of those things are just things that friends do. I think that keeping that amount of normal has been really helpful. And And healthy, I think.
1: So obviously we did not grow up together. We're friends. We're not sisters, even though we would really like to be sisters. (laughs) Um, and so that also had kind of an impact into the fact that I was not ever going to be a caregiver to you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, physical distance between us. We lived in two separate parts of the state, yep. and so I wouldn't see you all the time. But also, there are other people in your life who are specifically trained in you as a person, mm-hmm. and I don't know you in that sense So I still don't know all the different medications that you take. I Mm -hmm. still have to ask, you know, what exactly is this treatment for? And that sort of thing, just because I don't know. And not that I'm not willing to know. It's just that kind of how it is.
0: Yeah. And it's worked really well for us, you know, but we definitely like we've mastered the art of like going out together and doing other things like that like so in that way you've done some caregiving like you're you're super comfortable we can go out anywhere that we want together and just you know you're very aware of all that's going on so that i think has been really helpful because you know our friendship anyone's friendship looks different when they grow up together and how they change as they get older but we have also had to adapt to me going from walking dancing all the things to Being on crutches all the time and being in a wheelchair, and just like it's changed over the years. And we've had to work hard to adapt. And I think what's been so helpful is you're so willing to be like, no, let's figure out a way to still do what we want to do together.
1: I'm also kind of stubborn in that sense. So while I do take that as a compliment, I'm also kind of like, ooh, do I need to be doing that?
0: (laughs) But I know it's mostly a good
1: thing. um i mean for example cassie and i love to plant she's definitely better at it than i am
0: no she's getting really really good (laughs) do not let her even start her plants may be really temperamental but she's doing great oh thank you thank you (laughs)
1: you can't see it but i'm hair flipping um (laughs) But we'll go to Lowe's or a Home Depot or whatever, um, some sort of nursery, yeah, to look at plants or get ideas, and then eventually walk out spending X amount of dollars. I won't say how much because I know Jared (laughs) will hear it somewhere. But um, (laughs) we inevitably need a cart. And so obviously with a wheelchair, that's kind of hard to push both. And I only have two arms. So we've like, you know, come up with different ways to push carts and
0: to use you as the cart
1: sometimes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, normally when we go out, we do pretty good. I think I don't think it's like a rule or something we've adopted, but we've gotten pretty good at being like, okay, I put the basket on my lap and once we fill the basket, we have to stop. Like yeah. That's actually been really good for us, I think. Although so, you know. over the
1: years the baskets have been getting bigger. <laughs> so okay, we're true. just buying more stuff. I think true. one point at Target we didn't use the shopping basket. We actually went to like the Magnolia or the Home oh, section yes, and we did. picked up like a big basket that you put blankets in, and yeah, we filled we, that up. Yeah, because we
0: needed more room. Oh, I totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's also just a life hack, so anybody can use that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And, you know, so it's just one of those things, but yeah, we were at Lowe's, and we were getting some succulents, and of course like, we went in there being like, we only need these couple things, and then we got into the plant section and everything changed. And we were just like, we can't carry all the plants, and we were getting new pots, and the soil, and the rocks, Like there were so many things. And so we had found, it wasn't like a regular shopping carriage, like. No, it was like one of those in industrial carts that they have, like only at the home improvement stores. It's like a flat bed, but it like has a small basket, like kind of on top. Yeah, kinda
1: on top. But the whole thing is pretty long and the main portion of the bed kind of sits like halfway up your shin. So it's pretty Mm -hmm. low to the ground.
0: Yeah, so all of a sudden we just kind of we saw this cart and we both kind of just looked at one another and I we both I could tell were thinking the same thing. So then I was like, Well, hypothetically, if we take the legs off of my wheelchair, put the legs to the wheelchair on the cart, put my feet on said cart, and I held on, we could probably maneuver this. We must have looked insane. Like, I wish we could have had a video of what we looked like trying to turn corners and things. Just the security like, footage would have been amazing. I know. And if any of you want to see what it looked like, it is on my Instagram. We had a great time. But it just, like, we chose to just find a way to do what we wanted to do, despite what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And even just thinking back to the beginning of that day, we weren't going to go out. That was actually a day that I needed to go out. I said, Mm -hmm. I needed to get out of the house. Will you please come with me? And Cassie you know, I think you had just hooked up to a bag or you would no. Just that was, or... no, that
0: was when my poor had moved and we couldn't access oh. it. And I was like, so upset. And I was just like, I don't know. And you're really great. So one of the things that Mar is really great at is just being able to encourage me to keep going, but never like neglect what has happened. So it's not like you're just like, well, forget about it. It's not that big of a deal. Move on. You're always just like, well, why don't we just do this anyways? Like, 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 why sit around the house and be upset? And I remember, like, I wish I still had the text, but it was – or let me rephrase that. I don't want to scroll all the way back to find said text. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, you were just like, well, if you aren't able to do anything until tomorrow anyways, why don't you still come out? And I was just like, actually, yeah, that's a really great point. So I think you have a really good balance of just kind of being like, yes – XYZ was upsetting, but like, let's still do something good with our day. And I think that's been so helpful over the years.
1: I completely agree. That definitely has helped make our friendship stronger in the sense of, I feel like I do push you a little bit to... Mm just kind of go for it and you know sometimes accept the consequences later mm-hmm. but I mean the same is done for me as well like I am pushed out of, of my comfort zone when we talk about certain things or when we do certain things and it's gotten to the point where it's like I mean it's it's good but mm-hmm. it's also it's just very healthy to have that person
0: in your life too who you yeah. know you can go to for anything. Yeah, there's no stress. Like, it's never something where, you know, we've gotten past the phase that I know a lot of people that deal with the chronic illness and being friends with someone who doesn't have one just kind of goes past that line of being like what can I talk about and what can't I talk about because sometimes I think this guilt from you know on my side where I'm just kind of like oh I don't want to bore her with all of this medical stuff or I don't want to like just keep talking about it and dwelling on it even though that's what's going on mentally so I would like apologize for kind of getting into it and there would be times that you would come over and talk about something that had really frustrated you that day and then you were like well XYZ is worse or whatever you wanted to fill in and we both have gotten to a I'm not the
1: one struggling with chronic pain like I just got annoyed at the parking meter or something
0: yeah but even for like bigger things like it can really happen anywhere but we've gotten really good at like we don't apologize anymore for just Mm -hmm. talking about how we're feeling because we both know like there's no comparison here when we talk about what's going on there's no like well that happened to you well guess what happened to me it was 10 times worse like there's There's no... no one
1: upping each other exactly
0: to be honest with you guys, we're very quick to be really straightforward with one another and whatnot. But one of the things we've recently started doing, which I think is amazing, if you have followed either of us on Instagram, you know that we love the Jonas Brothers and their reunion has been a joy. Yeah. <laughs> one all of the best things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah, it it basically has, after the morning we went through when they broke up, like we're living our best lives right now. And, um, so when either of us, and it could be big, it could be small. And for, I think some people, if they were looking into it, they would find it offensive. Um, cause there are times that I'll be like, Oh, I didn't get the test result I wanted. And, or like, whatever it is, like we do it for both really big things that are a problem and small things, but we'll text each other and we'll just go, you know, after one of us, I don't know if complaining is the right word, but whatever. And Venting. We'll, venting, there we go. And we'll just go, yeah, but the Jonas Brothers got back together. So like, is it really that bad? <laughs> and then we're both kind of like... Okay, cool. And then me if just you, move on. If,
1: like, you can't not smile after one of us says that. I can't help but have a huge grin on my face mm-hmm. because obviously we're talking about the Jonas Brothers and they're kind of my life, yeah. but also because it's just hilarious. Yeah. Like, what better way to just pick yourself up and not mope than mm-hmm. pulling yourself up with something that is a joy in
0: your life? We also laugh a lot so much.
1: That's one of the reasons that our conversations are so long is because we just laugh and laugh and laugh. I think we started this podcast at least four times because the first time I burped during the middle of it and I don't burp and I don't even know where that came from and then the second time we just kept laughing about the fact that I had burped and I think I've said that like a million times now but even now Cassie... Can't <laughs> just yeah. keep a straight face. Just ridiculous stuff happens, and you just gotta laugh about it, mm-hmm. even though I'm mortified, and well, I can't believe I admitted it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we're, you know, I think if someone didn't know us. And they didn't know that like, this is just a part of our lives and we embrace it. I do think there are certain things that you and I say back and forth that people would be really offended by. Like if Absolutely. they didn't know the context, Absolutely. like for instance, um, there are a lot of different things that come to mind, but like one of the things it makes me laugh. And occasionally I'm a little bit pissed, but it's really for like a second. And then I start cracking up. But when we'll go shopping together, Mara will be like, Oh wait, I just need to grab one thing from the other row. And then she'll look at me and she'll go, stay right there. Don't walk away on me. When she's locked my wheelchair and she's left me in an aisle by myself. And I just start laughing. And I'm always just like, I hope nobody overhears us. Because they're going to like think this is terrible. But no. like, it makes us laugh
1: so hard. So hard. I remember the very first time that I said that, it was completely <laughs> unintentional. Absolutely completely unintentional. I think we were in Burlington Coat Factory. And you said, don't wander off. (laughs) And I, like, I didn't mean it like that at all. And naturally, so I'm the one pushing Cassie's wheelchair, so I'm behind her, because that's, you know, the position (laughs) that you're in. And I locked her cart... Because, weirdly, the store was at kind of an angle. Yeah. And you would never have known it unless you were pushing somebody in a wheelchair. And you let them go and they slowly start to (laughs) drift away. And so it was just like, I like, I had to keep an eye on her because she was wandering <laughs> off. And so I locked her cart and then just joking, I saw a pair of shoes in the other aisle and I was just like, oh, don't wander off. And then I was like, oh, oh, no. And we
0: both just died. It I was mean. terrible, but it was so funny. Yeah. And we've just, we've Decided, well, you were the one that really brought it to me. You were like, you know, there are a lot of benefits to you being handicapped. And, you know, that's one of the things people don't think about in the sense because, you know, there are so many horrible things that come with a chronic illness. But, like, we have to laugh, we have to find joy, we have to embrace all the little things. And it's kind of just become our way of communicating, just laughing at what happens. I mean, we hold each other accountable with our power sheets and goal setting and all those things even though our goals are so different. But one of the things that comes to mind is I had done that victory. Like every day I wrote like a small victory. And there was like a day where it was like, I only passed out once, like all (laughs) these different things. And we're just cracking up. And it's just like, this stuff is funny to us. And I definitely think there was, I think at one point, there was a little bit of like guilt on my side of just like, oh, she always has to take me everywhere, and I can't do anything and all of that stuff. And then you were like, without us having that conversation, you started being like, I've started realizing there are a lot of benefits to you being handicapped. And it was like, honestly, it made me feel so much better. What probably would have offended someone else was like, exactly what I needed to hear from you. Yeah. And now we joke
1: about it all the time. We actually have a word for it. And do you want to say it? I think it's your word. Okay, so basically we were like texting back and forth
0: and, you know, going shopping or something along those lines. Do you remember what it was? Um you texted me and you were like, Hey, I'm thinking about going shopping. I think it was for Memorial Day weekend or something. Yeah, like something that. along those lines. And I just
1: texted her, I'm just in a handicapitude. And I was like, <laughs> What? And it's, you know, hashtag bring your handicap friend shopping on the most busiest day of the year or something like that. Yeah, because she
0: was just like, well, I just really want to go shopping, but I really want to use your handicap placard. (laughs) So, like, you want to come? And so now it's just a handicapitude and that's just what we say. Like, it's all sorts of little things like that. I would also like
1: to, you know, have a little disclaimer that I'm not dragging Cassie around (laughs) Because she has a handicap placard? Absolutely not. I would never do that to her. There are definitely some days where I suggest going shopping and she physically can't do it and I don't strap her braces on and then throw her in the car. No, I just want to put that out there. It's a mutual decision.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of those things where she knows it's a nice way for me to get out of the house to go someplace other than the hospital. And Mm -hmm. you're very like, you'll tell me, I think I only need to do a couple quick things or it's going to be, well, this is going to take a little longer. And you'll just kind of be like, do you have the spoons for this? And so we always kind of like check in Mm -hmm. and figure it out as we go for sure. Right. And, you know, there is a definite wisdom in
1: planning a lot of this stuff out because Cassie is my best friend and I want To do bigger things with her Other than just the occasional target Run where we way overspend <laughs> Like I would like to have those Planned out days and as any Normal friendship would we like To go out and whatever Get our nails done or something Along those lines we yep. actually we Sit down on Monday nights yep. And we plan out different Days that we want to do certain Things
0: yep and we do all the normal Things we just vent a about- about our week even though yes we do text and all of that like there are certain just stories you want to tell in person and you know we'll talk about those things we'll talk about what our week ahead looks like you know we pick a tv show that we want to watch together and we go through that and you know we wait to get to that Monday night so we can watch it together and we make sure despite you know like Mara working full-time and being busy and all of that in you know between all my hospital visits and appointments and therapy and all of those things like we make sure that we keep our friendship a priority and I do think that even if we didn't live so close together I really think we would be facetiming and making it work because we want to we want to
1: yeah I completely agree with that and also having something that Cassie has um had me adopt in my phrasing I guess is choosing grace over guilt and When I don't have enough energy to hang out on a Monday night, Mm -hmm. or if you know, I decide that there's something that I need to go to at church or whatever, Mm -hmm. there is that grace and you know, being able to reschedule because even though, um, even though we are very good friends and we spend a lot of time together, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not. Constantly saying, "Well, why couldn't you hang out this day?" and blah, yeah, blah blah
0: blah. There's there's a lot of grace because you know we're when you love somebody, you give them grace, and we give each other a lot of grace. I mean, Lord knows you give me so much grace. I mean, there have been so many plans that we've had at times that I'm just like, I can't even leave the house. Can we just do like? Can you just like? Can we order in or? whatever it is, and we just we make it work.
1: Mm-hmm. There's even been times where it's been the opposite.
0: True. I mean, I'm
1: thinking back to this past summer, Cassie and I went and we visited a cookie dough shop,
0: mm-hmm. something that we
1: were talking about doing for at least a month. Mm-hmm. And the day of I don't know if I was battling some sort of virus or like a cold or if I was just not getting enough sleep, but I was so not into it. Mm-hmm. And we had like planned on this like photo shoot and just having a girl's day, basically. And what we ended up doing is we went, got cookie dough. We didn't even eat it there. We just got it to go and mm-hmm. then came back to your house, maybe watched an episode of TV. I don't even think we did that. We just kind of like gave each other our birthday gifts and then I went back home and I took a nap. I'm pretty sure after I took a nap too. And I don't know what it was, but like, you know, there are some days where as the quote unquote healthy one, I still mm-hmm. am the sickly one.
0: Yeah. And it's it's all about balance. And, you know, another piece too is that I think something that's helped us is that we we don't just have things in common, but we do the things that we have in common together a lot of the time. Like we both wanted to learn how to hand letter and it was a good, like chill hobby for us both, which we needed. Like, I'm sure the reasons that I was like, this is really important to me. were different than yours, but we both were like, we want to learn how to do this. Let's do it together. And I was doing it just to fill up time and, you know, whether it was just a skill, like you want to learn or to just, De- like de-stress after work or whatever it was mm-hmm. like we just we both were like oh we like to do this and let's do it and yeah. we did we're also just the t-
1: kind of people who like to keep busy too so yeah when we're watching the tv shows like we're obviously not talking to each other because we're watching, watching. T- the tv um but we're able to help each other and like trade pens and like mm-hmm. swap lettering books and like it's just something that we could do together Mm -hmm. But also be very not together (laughs) with it. Yeah. It was like, you know, learning different fonts and that sort of thing is a lot of fun. But there's also a lot of stuff that like you'll encourage me to do. Cassie was the one that bought me my first write the word Mm -hmm. um, and really encouraged me to crack open my Bible more often And, um, she was the one that encouraged me to buy power sheets, which yes, absolutely. I mean, if you had asked me at this time last year, I would have been like, I'll buy that and then I'll open it once and then never open it again. And I think I've opened it almost every day Mm -hmm. this year. And I mean, it's something that she introduced me to that has drastically changed my life. She was the one that introduced me to planting and like succulents and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, friendship is a two-way street. And so while I'm the one that's able to drive in the relationship, she's the one that's introduced me to different places to go and things to do. And that's so important.
0: Yeah. and, And I think, too, we just like and it seems hard to separate it like this and I don't even know how to directly explain it, but we just, we don't let this physical problem, like, I'm not going to say influence, but we don't let it hinder our relationship. If anything, it has made us closer and we've been able to connect on deeper levels and, you know, and we're just like any other set of us friends, we cry with each other. We laugh with each other. We walk through all of life's craziness. We have a, just a ton of different things in common between our families and other things where it's just, we're, we're able to be close and understand one another. And that's, that I think would still be that way if there was no chronic illness involved.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: For sure. And, you know, I think, As we think about all of this, you know, we encourage you to find similarities with your friends and, you know, just embrace your friendship. I mean, we had our own dance at my wedding and it was great Absolutely beautiful. It was.
1: I'm totally biased, but I think it was even better than the first dance. (laughs) Just kidding. That's that's a lie.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it was just you know we we're just gonna embrace where we're at and um, we're actually more Mara than I. I'm kind of more just like a soundboard, but we are working on this book club and we have gotten into the book. Own your everyday.
1: um, by Jordan Lee Dooley.
0: And we, I found this quote when we were, you know, reading through it and it perfectly sums up like our entire relationship. It's, it's
1: beautiful. Do you want to read it?
0: Um, you want to do it because it's closer to you.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I believe we can have different experiences and still ultimately struggle with the same core issues. Insecurities unmet expectations
0: and the pressure to prove ourselves and I think like like I remember reading it and being like that's it like that's exactly what we're like we are always saying is our lives are so different but when we like really get to the core issues they're the normal same things that yeah everybody goes through and you know I I know how you know, it's not lost on me how fortunate I am that we have the relationship that we do because I know that for so many in the chronic illness community, that's not the case. So I think if I were to say one tip for someone who has a chronic illness and is working to relate, um, you know, just in effort to grow your friendship, save your friendship, start a friendship, whatever it may be, I really think that there just needs to be open communication and you need to ask what that other person's boundaries are because, you know, in so many ways, I don't think of Mara and I having boundaries, but we also know what, like we know when we're going to hit each other's max and we know how to balance that well. And we know how to, you know, respect those quote unquote boundaries, Mm -hmm. even though, I don't think I've ever really thought of it like that, but if I were to explain it, that's how I would say it. Yeah, and we've definitely definitely gotten to a
1: point where it's kind of an unspoken thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I w- will also reiterate saying that this is such a blessing—the friendship that we have—and I'm very thankful to our Heavenly Father for Mm -hmm. bringing this relationship into my life and keeping it here and helping us cultivate it. Um, Even just this past weekend, I heard a song that just Mm. completely threw me for a loop and I I was headed out (laughs) and I had my makeup done and I was crying in my car listening to this song called Old Friends by Ben Rector. But the most interesting part about listening to that song was I was thinking about all the memories that Cassie and I have together, and not one of them was you being diagnosed mm-hmm. or you and I having to figure out what that meant for us as friends. Mm-hmm. And like that did not come to my mind at all. And I think that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I feel like I still need to ponder that a little
0: bit. Well, I think it just goes to show that like, you know, we always talk about how people are more than their illnesses, but like our friendship is more than this illness. And yes, it plays a big part, but we just choose to embrace life and accept that as our normal. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I don't know if you have anything to say to somebody who, you know, is in that more healthier role and they're trying to balance friendship and how do they maintain friendship? You know, that's a really
1: good question. And I was actually thinking about that a lot in preparation for recording this podcast, because it's a really big question. Like, what is one piece of advice that I can give that will (laughs) create this beautiful friendship that we have? Um, And I was mostly thinking back to um, two times in our lives um, that were happening in parallel universes basically. I mean freshman year of college, Cassie was dealing with a ton of illness issues mm-hmm. you know just navigating new diagnoses and memory loss and it the list goes on and at the same time I was dealing with a transition, into a huge college Mm -hmm. starting to navigate life on my own and the loss of my grandmother Mm -hmm. all within a couple of months and then it was all kind of followed up with a phone call saying Cassie doesn't remember you and -hmm. we don't know if she ever will and then a couple hours later getting a second phone call from Cassie saying I remember you
0: yeah and that was so it. side note just so people kind of understand the timeline my parents kept it a secret from everybody outside of the two of them for about a week and when they had finally decided they were gonna tell people that was the next day was when or within some because it was yeah the next day because I don't think he told you like the night he told every like I don't know I, I, have no, I have no, I no idea either, but I know that, you know, it was something where the doctors were like, well, this, this is either going to come back or it's not. And that was when my parents decided to tell everybody. And that was when you got a call and everybody was kind of aware. Um, and then, you know, we, God was just so good.
1: Mm-hmm. And absolutely. And honestly, I, that's, that's a huge conversation in of itself that we could go on and on about. Mm-hmm. But my main point was that, you know, going back and saying I was never her caregiver, I don't even think that I knew that you were in the hospital at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. in this time, in this season yes. of your life, you were in and out of the hospital all the time. And it yes. was pretty much a 50-50 shot mm-hmm. as to whether or not you were in the hospital or going to the hospital. Um, and... You know, being able to recognize that you need to have a little bit of space to fully comprehend what is happening in the other person's life and then what that means for you and what that means for your friendship is totally okay. Mm -hmm. And while I was going through some major changes in my life as well, I needed to kind of take a step back. Which honestly wasn't that hard to do because Cassie mm-hmm. was doing a lot of physical therapy and
0: a and, ton of stuff. I, yeah.
1: Um, and so obviously we were far apart anyway. So it was kind of an easy separation to have at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really important for me to take the summer, I think. And we really didn't talk all that much other than the mm-hmm. occasional like, hey, praying for you. I love you. Mm-hmm. And just being able to recognize that I needed some time to kind of process what had happened because I didn't even know
0: fully. Well, and, and in that too, like I don't want anyone thinking like I was so upset with her or anything like that. Like we, I had so much to figure out about how to navigate the world again that like we equally had kind of, it was unspoken, but like we knew we both needed space. So I don't want anyone to ever listen and just right. be like, I was devastated and like all this stuff. Cause like, as you said, I was so busy and also in and out of the hospital all the time. It was not in a sense, my top priority. And at that time, I think it's say Like, you know, it's not, It's not a lie for us to say that in that time period, our friendship was not at the top of our priorities. And that was okay.
1: But I think also in a way, because we didn't make it the top priority, that somehow made it a top priority. Mm -hmm. Like we were able to recognize that we needed this time for healing. Mm -hmm. And that was actually putting the friendship first. By not putting the friendship first, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And that kind of, you know, leads into my major point of advice is that as the person in the relationship without the chronic illness, you are entitled to feeling the way that you feel Mm -hmm. and being able to vocalize those feelings, even if it's just venting about the most... The smallest thing that happened in your day that really had an impact on you. That is your life and you are completely Mm -hmm. entitled to those feelings. And having a best friend there, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. It's really important to be able to vocalize those feelings. But also recognizing that in order to love someone well, sometimes you just need to take a step back and let time happen yeah so I guess this was kind of that was kind of two pieces of the advice that I had
0: and I mean what can we say it's worked out for us so far yeah so it's definitely done us some good but um and I definitely have high hopes for the future as well. oh of course and we have some very exciting things coming up in the next few months so we're we're already we'll, planning 2020, yeah.
1: folks. Let's get pumped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so true. Um, but thanks so much for being willing to kind of talk about our friendship and all of that. And, you know, feel free to email us. Mara has our own blog, too, if you ever want to check that out. It's all anchors away, right? Yep.
1: All anchors away dot Yep.
0: And it's you know we're just kind of doing life together and if you ever have any questions for us or anything we would be more than happy to chat and kind of yeah share just our life with you so I guess that makes it official this all these things that's why we're friends with benefits and I really think it's both sides I completely agree
1: with that statement
0: I love you I love you, Twinkie. (laughs) All right, friends, we are going to go now chat and laugh a lot. Drink tea, spill tea. That's what I always say. All day, every day. (laughs) Bye, friends.